This is exactly right. It's my favorite murder mini-sode, uh, the special weekly uh, part of the uh, series, podcast series, smaller episode where we read your hometowns. Did any of that make sense? Yeah, I think all of it. And uh, yeah, you guys email us your crazy weird hometowns or the thing that happened to your dad when he was in college or the thing that happened to your college roommate. College doesn't have to be involved. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't graduate from college. What I do know. I send in? Um, how about Karen, your uncle's college roommate? <laughs> no one in my family's ever gone to college. <laughs> it's a rule. It's the old Kilgariff way. <laughs> um, all right, you want to start? Sure. Okay. Let's see here. All right. So this one is called Richard Ramirez Ar- almost turned my mom into a murderer. Okay. Are you in? Loving it. Okay. Dear Karen, Georgia, Stash Master Steven, and Fluff Muffins. No and no. Uh, that's what I thought. Th- those last two are unacceptable. Okay. First, thank you for organizing the podcast. It has made the gym infinitely more tolerable and has given my murderino mind an insane amount of joy to be grateful for. That's nice. You all rock. Second, I have to note that the only reason I heard this story is that I finally cornered my mother into listening to your podcast while on a road trip. We finished the first episode and I looked at my mom, nervously calculating how long it was going to take for her to announce me a sick bastard. And she pensively said, that reminds me of the time I thought Richard Ramirez was going to kill me. <gasps> oh, full fucking stop. Sidebar, I probably should have heard this story when I told her I worked at a show about night about the Night Stalker, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so my parents lived in Anaheim in the early 80s. They were there were pastel walls. My mom had a terrifying perm. I was just <laughs> <laughs> it was a scary time. It was a very scary time. Uh, I had one, too. I was a few months old, and my older brother was three. My godmother was a nurse also living and working in the area who happened to live across the street from one of her coworkers who incidentally was attacked by Ramirez. She survived and ended up identifying later, identifying later in court. Wow. Anyway, mom's friend's coworker had been attacked in the house we were living in was in a block of houses that for the most part had that, and this is in all caps, super safe sliding glass door in the back. <laughs> Important note, these sliding glass doors were a fave of Ramirez to get into houses. Yeah, because it's just that little clicky lock. Uh-huh. We those... had one of those, too, and we did him the favor of never locking it. Oh, that's nice. To boot. <laughs> that's, I feel like those sliding glass doors are like a part of 70s serial killers. Totally. It's like part of the horror. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah. The sound of a sliding glass door being quietly opened at night. No, totally. I don't think in my entire childhood was there ever everything on the on the ground floor, including the doors and the windows and everything locked ever right. one time when it was all closed up. Just a different time and a different reality. <laughs> stupid time and a stupid reality. True. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Anyway, in the middle of the night, while my dad was away on a business trip, my mom woke up to the doorbell ringing. 
Uh, horrible. Like any responsible woman alone with two children in the middle of the night during an active serial killer's rampage, <laughs> she opened the door. <laughs> it was the next door neighbor's girlfriend. She said that her boyfriend wasn't home, but she was too scared to go into her house because she swore she heard someone in there. In true horror film fashion, my mom thought, cool, I'll take you into your boyfriend's house and show you there's nothing to be afraid of. <laughs> no, no. What? No. So the two unarmed young women go into a house all alone and choose to tour uh, the house, turning the lights on when they go into a room and then off. Save that electricity money, honey. What? what? <laughs> anyway, they get to the last room in the house, which is kind of a lofty area on the second floor. There's a door and four walls. So it sounds like a regular room to me, but that's how my mom described it anyway. <laughs> then I hear the sliding glass Sorry. Then they hear the sliding glass door open. I just have to point out that, yes, I have a hard time speaking, but Stephen printed this in like 11 point font. Yeah. Do you see this? It's definitely passive aggressive the way he printed up these stories. It's like he wants me to fail. Yeah. He's he's against us. That's clear. Right. And we're just going to keep on seeing these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then as luck would have it, they happen to be in a room where the neighbor kept his pistol. The girlfriend who PS is 20 years old takes out the gun. My mom, mom takes out the gun f- from uh, mom takes the gun from her and calls out. No one responds, but they hear footsteps coming up the stairs. Here's where I have to point out. My mom is a badass. She grew up on a farm and knows how to use firearms and always has a manicure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, girl, perm that manicure. Right. She checked the safety and aimed directly to the left of the door at the frame. The door opens, my mom adjusts her aim and notices that the person coming through the door is bald. Richard Ramirez, if you remember, had straight up Badal Sassoon curls. Oh, I remember. They weren't curls, really. More waves. But anyway. <laughs> it was my dad. <laughs> my mom almost shot my dad. He'd come back early from a business trip and when he found mom was gone from the house, he went to check the next door. The porch light was on, but the front door was locked. So he went around the back and found the back sliding glass door open not just unlocked fully open oh shit he immediately then grew concerned and thought something bad might have happened so instead of calling 911 he just went up the stairs without announcing himself wow <laughs> super gallant almost <laughs> got shot so as far as my hometown murder this specific faucet facet is missing the murder part but very but very narrowly and i had to send it to you because it's a funny story please keep up the amazing show stay sexy don't get murdered p.s if you're inspired to so if you inspired to me to teach my cat Atlas the word cookie and he meows like Elvis and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Love JD. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Um, that reminds me of the people that we met at the meet and greet, uh, mm-hmm. in Anaheim mm-hmm. and it was a mother daughter oh, yeah. and the mother was there the day that Richard Ramirez was running through that neighborhood in, was it Boyle Heights? Yeah. She, the, oh no. Down, down there, right? It's Boyle Heights. No, no, no. Well, it was yeah. Boyle Heights. She was there. She, he got caught in, in front of her house. Oh, oh, right. The and cops the, got him down on the ground because the, because the. No, I think that they, I don't know, something, it was in front of her house where he got, because it was like a block long yeah. street where they got caught. And the mom kept saying that every, all her neighbors were just going outside and like, and like <laughs> watching him being apart. And she was telling people to go back inside. Right, right. Like she was like, they were so crazy. Everyone was just out. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a serial killer loose. That's so funny. I, I was that. so, I told them I was very starstruck to meet her. She got <laughs> to be right there. The scene of the crime. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
This uh, subject line is hometown murder. I'm writing to you about my favorite hometown murder. I'm from a man-made peninsula called Coronado Island in Southern California. It's part naval base, part resort city, and a part very small beach town. The author of The Wizard of Oz lived there, too, and Coronado likely served as a major inspiration for that story. Because everyone's short. The bridge between Coronado (laughs) and San Diego is the second deadliest suicide bridge in the United States. Golden Gate number one, baby. Hey, girl. Um, Anyway. That's not even my story. <laughs> Every Tuesday at the Coronado Brewing Company was kids eat free night. So often my family went. And my favorite part of Tuesday nights was Bradley, a.k.a. Trick Tony, the magician and children's entertainer. No, red flag. Who made balloon animals, taught card tricks, and was an overall cool dude. Kill him. No, I don't trust him. Sorry. Until he stabbed his wife to death. I knew it. I told everyone in that town. I said, Coronado, watch out for Trick Tony. You saw this coming. I saw it coming. So far away. Um, Oh, sorry. Stabbed his wife to death, slashed a police dog who's okay now. Okay. And died under a hail of police (gasps) fire. Uh, One time he was interviewed by the local news, a local news station at a charity function and was like, quote, I'm here to make everyone smile. I think about this every time I do this one trick where you can make a salt shaker disappear under a napkin that I, an eight year old, paid him two dollars to teach me. Oh, my God. It's all sad. Anyway, thanks for doing you lovingly, Corey. That was perfect. That's hilarious. If you guys ever think you don't have enough to write in and it's not like insane enough. No. The perfection of that, because it's the details. That's right. Trick Tony. It's a salt shaker disappearing. It's one. You're like, um, you're, you're a degree. You're not even a degree of separation away, but it's not like anything bad happened to you. But you, I mean, as a child probably did witness something bad. Well, yeah, but not, it doesn't have anything to do with the story, probably. No, yeah, just bad well, tricks, I mean. He, oh, he witnessed magic. Just like a hacky magician. I see what you're magician. saying. I see, <laughs> hacky sack. Um, okay, great. Love it. Moving on to Muppet Assisted Attempted Kidnapping. Muppet, like the puppet? That's what it says. A special brand puppet mm-hmm. called the Muppet? Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to say that? Uh, Trademarks? Yes. We're getting a deal with the Jim Henson <laughs> Corporation. <laughs> Great. Thanks for letting me know. Oh yeah. Karen. Sorry, I'll talk I'll I'll call our lawyer on Tuesday. Fill me in. Guys, we're Here's, lying. You're gonna like this. Okay. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Steven, and all pets. Perfection. Right. There you go. Thanks so much for the podcast. I've been listening since episode four. And so y'all got me through a cross country road trip, moving states, walking around alone at night in a new city. Don't do that. Wow. And much more, so thanks. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Two people that I know of had pri- have tried to kidnap me. Uh, I lived in a con- that she knows of, yeah. or he knows of. <laughs> she. Anna. Uh, as far as I know, I've she's been- only aware of two. <laughs> yeah. I okay. Mean, how many of us? We might. We don't know. True. It's like it's like that thing of eating spiders when you're asleep. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What if I do now? I'm like, one, eating spiders, 17. Okay. I lived in a condo complex in Anaheim till I was 16. And when I was about three, my friend Becca and I were taking turns riding in my red wagon through the uh, communal driveway. Becca's mom, Donna, was supposed to be watching us because my dad was inside the house painting a picture of the Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) 
She said it was 1993. So um, some man came up and asked if we would like like him to give us a ride in my wagon. So like a polite single mom of the 90s, Donna didn't say anything and let the man take us. <laughs> Whoa. But went to my house and asked my dad if one of my uncles or other male relatives was in town. When my dad said no, they went back outside together only to see the strange only to see the stranger pulling Becca and me around the corner in the red wagon. My dad started running after him and shouted, hey. And when the man looked back and saw my dad, he took the fuck off running and we never saw him again. Whoa. Oh my God. Everyone, the 90s need to stop it. It's so stupid. That's it. In my child of the 70s mind, the fact that that happened in the 90s is unacceptable. It's I feel so like, late in time, in the time frame. For have me. you seen photos and commercials from the nineties? It's the same. It's, there's no time. I know. I know, but it's, it's archaic. To me, there's a, it just seems more recent. I know. There's no excuse for that. I it's know. so crazy. Well, it's just so funny too that she's like, go ahead. Now I'm going to walk away and ask someone else if it's okay. Exactly. I'm going to leave you guys alone. I'm going to trust a stranger right. man because he's telling me it's okay. And I don't trust him enough that I'm not going to, like, I'm going to go ask someone about it. So I'm just staying out there with him. Instead of saying, get your own fucking two kids in a red wagon. Yeah. Calm down. Why do you want to play with children, creepy get man? out of here. Grown man How with children? get out of the parking lot? Leave immediately. What are you doing? Okay. What are you doing in a parking lot anyway, a. always, no matter what? If Unless you're walking briskly through to or it. from your car. Right. Taking your trash out, maybe. Fucking lingering when you don't live there and then asking to play with children. Shoot on sight. Goodbye. <laughs> Shit, I'm tired. Me too. A few years later, when I was in middle school, I went to my friend Megan's house for a sleepover. She lived in the same sketchy neighborhood. We decided that we would, quote, sneak out, even though we had nowhere to go. Remember that? Let's sneak out. And you're just like, I'm just going to wander around the fucking parking lot. Why are we so. No, I wandered around the entire neighborhood of my town. (laughs) Really? Oh my God. Just walking around. Such idiots. Um, and walked at about 3 a.m. to the local high school. On the way, we came across a middle-aged man who was walking alone, yelling, Snuggles! Snuggles! <laughs> Jesus Christ. We tried to walk quickly past him, but he came to us and asked if we could, if we could help him find his puppy. The classic. Um, at the time, I remember thinking, you idiot, there are five of us and we're 12. We're too old to be kidnapped because I figured that was his MO. But this dude was real persistent and basically followed us for a couple hours until we got back into our neighborhood. <laughs> Jesus Fuck. Christ. How are we not all dead? <laughs> I am for real. For a long time, I thought that maybe, just maybe, he really was missing an adorable puppy and we were just heartless tweens who should have helped. But after being a woman in America for 27 years, <laughs> I've come to realize he was 99% definitely a dick-ass motherfucking creep who couldn't hold a boner longer than he could hold his breath. Wow. Anna is, has a way with words. Yeah, she does. The 90s were a crazy time. My dad finished his portrait of the Muppets, in case you were wondering. (laughs) It hung in our hallway for years. He incorporated my face into the painting, and it wasn't half bad. I (laughs) beg you to send us that picture, please. what the fuck? A picture of that picture. No, I beg you to send us the fucking... (laughs) Pull it down from the wall. Please, they'll put it in a place of honor in the podcasting loft. It's portrait of the Muppets, and then a little girl also painted in there. Oh my God, how creepy would that be? She's like, it was great. I'm like, that would make me have nightmares forever. Send it 
ASAP stat. Lastly, finally, forgive any mistakes in this email. My roommates and I are watching up, are catching up on Bachelor in Paradise, and as a result, (laughs) pretty buzzed. (laughs) Love you seriously, though, and SSCGM, Anna. Oh my God, Anna. (laughs) Fuck yes. That was a real slice of life. I really got to know Anna in that email. No murders in that, in either of those, but delightful. Well, and also lots of tension. Lots of tension. Well, good storytelling. Visuals of Muppets. I was thinking about that. It, it's it's the it's the essence of all of these things. Everything we talk about. It's just I did that. Nothing bad happened to <laughs> right. me. How did nothing bad happen to me? How did nothing bad happen to me when I did these exact same things? These stories that we read. These horrible true crime things we find out about. And you're like, it just parallels your life enough to scare the living shit yeah. out of you. Yeah. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs. Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Maiden. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in-network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. Okay. This subject line of this is my sister got me hooked on your show. <laughs> Hi, George and Karen. And I killed her? No. <laughs> Real quick. I grew up in a shitty, dirty place called the Antelope Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people hate their hometowns. <laughs> Also, shitty dirty yeah. is a real good way to describe it. I anything. get it. I see it. I pick a picture in my mind's eye. <laughs> and now we're north of Los Angeles. Do you remember the Michelle O'Keefe murder in 2000? I think her mom was even on Oprah or something. Spoiler alert. If you don't know it, it ended up being the security guard at the parking <gasps> ride where she was parked. Uh, well, I went to high school with her. We weren't friends or anything, but had friends in common and we were in the same class. I remember her being a nice chick and have nothing to do and have nothing to add to that, except that's that's some scary kind of shit knowing someone who was murdered. Oh, OK. Um, that following summer, I moved to San Diego to live in a real city and be a grown up, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I think I just really hated where it was from. Yeah, we get it. And I found a nice girl on the internet to be roommates with, and we got our first apartment in a really sketchy area called North Park. <laughs> it might be fine now, but it was scary as fuck back then. My roommate and I had a carport in the back of the complex, and this dude kept parking behind us, blocking us in. I never met him and didn't know who he was, and one day I was just fed up and called a tow truck. It ended up being the guy upstairs from us, not a big complex, just six units. Freddie, my neighbor, came flying down the stairs, ready to beat the person's ass who was getting him towed. Um, turned out when he saw me, he changed his mind and he told me later it was because I had great legs and he thought that I was sexy. Ugh. So naturally we started hooking up. Oh my God. I know he's selling weed and stuff, which is okay, I guess. Cause you know, I'm 20. He tells me one day that someone owes him $10,000 and once he collects, he wants to move somewhere else and maybe we'll live together. But he gets a little weird and I ended up telling him that I wanted to stop hooking up. The next night I see him walk by my door to go 
out for the evening. And the following day, when I get home from work, my roommate and his roommate are in my living room, both crying. <gasps> Freddie was killed the <gasps> night before, not long after I saw him. The morning after the killing, someone walked by his parked SUV and saw blood drops under the door on the street. It was believed that he had a passenger in the car, probably the person who owed him $10,000, um, uh, shot him possibly with his own gun, locked the doors and left. I had cops in my apartment not, lo not long after questioning what I knew, which was nothing. I was a mess, scared as fuck, not knowing what was going on. I don't think the crime was ever solved, but shortly after my roommate and I, uh, moved to a nicer part of town, like a mile away. I don't know anyone who's been, uh, anyone else who's been murdered, but Hey, now I live in the Pacific Northwest where everyone's a serial killer. So maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> Love the show. Stay sexy cat. Oh my god, that's so sad. And it's it's ter it's terrible. Uh, how's that? Do we have another one? No, I mean no. I think that's it. Well, there was the special end of the show from San Diego that you guys wanted. <gasps> oh, that's oh, right. Oh, thanks, guys, Steven. This is magical. Magic. I cried. So we had a hometown at the end of our San Diego live show this past weekend, which is. Um, why we both sound like we're half asleep because uh -huh. we had a very busy and exciting fun weekend in San Diego and in Anaheim. But at the end of one of our shows, um, we called a guy named Victor Franco up because he said he had a hometown. Um, and he was there with his girlfriend of three years. It was their night of their anniversary. And so this is how that hometown happened. Y'all ready for this? Do is it time to do a hometown? hometown? Let's yeah. do it really quick. Can you get the lights up, please? <clears throat> oh, we know this one because we uh, we actually have um, the one we want to do because it's they sent it in already. Is Victor Victor Franco? Franco. Are you here? Is that you? Yeah, Is that you? Come on up. He sent us in a hometown, and we like it. Yes, bring her. Yes, come on. She's coming. Come on up, guys. Go that way. Go here. Here's some stairs. Can you come over here? Yeah. Come on, guys. You can tell us together. <laughs> we like when couples come together. Because <laughs> usually he, one of them forgets a lot of information. Hi. Hi. Flew from Portland, Oregon today. Wait, wait. What? what? Come here. Portland? Hold on. Come here. Take Hi. center stage. What's your name? I'm Stephanie. Hi. 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 Good to meet you, too. Thanks Hi. for being here. Thanks for having us. So, wait, sorry. What, you just... Say again? Sorry. Uh, we flew here from Portland, Oregon today for my anniversary, and I had no idea. I oh, it's a it was a oh surprise trip? Surprise trip. Nice move. We drove by the marquee, and I just started uncontrollably sobbing. You don't even know you were coming here? Nice! <laughs> Oh my god, dude. That's a good surprise because you took her out of state. I took her out of state. Yeah. That's really smart. Oh, we got another one? Oh, nice. Yes. Everybody gets a microphone. Um, do you have a hometown? <laughs> do you want to tell us? It was the. Is that why you asked me her asked, name? Yes. <laughs> you wanna, Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Do, do it, do it. it. Okay, so we have this. Friend. And happy anniversary, by the yeah, way. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's fun. Uh, That's fun. We have this friend, Allie. And Allie was friends with this like old woman named Mary Lee. And she just looked like a cute little apple-faced like old woman. And she walked with a walker. And um, one day on Facebook, Allie was like, has anyone seen or heard from Mary Lee? 
like, it's been a long time and we're getting worried. And um, so I start Googling everything, you know. What yep. Yep. Of course, yep. of course, yep. as we do. Found out that Mary Lee's car was found abandoned by the police. <gasps> um, and then a few days later, they found her body like in the trunk of her own car uh. and she was handcuffed. And there was a bag of crackers in with her. And so, like, I don't... water. And some water. Oh, Oh my God. Like, I really don't know what the plan was there. Wow. And so they... And it's still... This is still ongoing. They don't know Um, who did it still? Not yet. No, like, no one's been caught. But she was at my best friend's wedding. Oh, my God. You know, so that's how we were like, hey, like, what happened? Yeah. You know, what happened with her? And she... They still don't know. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Cool and that's in Portland? Yeah. In Portland, yeah. Oregon. Cool. That's oh, nice. Man, I wish I had time to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> you could have thrown some pictures yeah. up. And, yeah. We could have acted it out. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well. Yeah. The reason we are here and the reason they invited us up is because. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, it's first. I just uh, want to tell you that you're my best friend, my soulmate, the love of my life. And I couldn't imagine my life without you. And that being said, Stephanie Meany. Will you do me the honor of being my wife? She said yes. She said yes. Well done, well done. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah. I like that George is the first person she hugs. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Well done. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Congratulations. This is nerve-wracking. Sorry, guys. I know. Is it crazy? Holy crap. Thank you. amazing. Absolutely. Wait, let's see that ring. It's fucking gorgeous. Holy shit. I know. That is humongous. You can see it. Look, look, look. Look. Well done. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, you guys. That was awesome. What the fuck? I got a little. I got a little. I did too. Oh my god. I love it when they say you're my best friend. I know. It's my favorite. Oh my god. (laughs) She's hugging people. High fives all the way down the row. You guys, that just fucking happened. You live. What the fuck? There's good parts of life, there's bad parts of life, but we can remember the good parts of life. I just started shaking when they came up here, and I was like, oh my God, I know what's happening. And I was like, don't say it to her. Like, oh, it's your anniversary, and you're getting engaged. Like, don't fucking say that, Georgia. Oh, my God. Can you believe you're getting engaged? Oh, whoops. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that's so me. It's like I accidentally flashed my cooch, and then I tell this girl she's getting engaged. Like, that's, that's me. I wouldn't say it out loud, but I would just keep giving... The reason I wasn't looking at her is because I was, would absolutely give her meaningful eye contact that made no sense. <laughs> or just be like... <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. Yes. Thank you. Yay. 
That's so fun. That's I know so fun. it wasn't her choice, but th- thank you for letting us be a part of that. That was so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks and for lovely. letting us force our way into your <laughs> engagement that then when she stood up, <laughs> or when I mean, when she got that ring on her finger, you're the first person well, she, she turned had. to me. She turned, she was like this, and I should have gone, ah, instead of went, ah. <laughs> no, I love Fuck. it. Fuck. I feel like we're a huge part of this marriage. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll do everything we can to not disappoint you guys and not be able to have to make up a new engagement story because you don't want to include us in it anymore. Let's all like it. Um, stay sexy. And don't get hurt. Bye, you